Success is about more than just business strategies. It's also about aligning with your higher purpose and clearing inner obstacles that stand in the way. I say this because you deserve to do what you love and to feel fulfilled along the way. And the reality is you're likely spending more time than you'd like to stuck in self-doubt. You may be asking yourself things like, why do I never seem to reach my biggest goals no matter how hard I work? Or why do I never quite feel like I've done enough, have enough, or am enough? If any of these sound familiar, you are not alone, and I've been there too. The good news is that the solution is simpler than you think. I'm sharing it inside my new four-day women's immersion, The Inner Critic Cure. This live four-day event includes daily classes, potent practices, and a brilliant, supportive community of like-minded women. And best of all, it's only $37. This method is gentle yet powerful, and it actually works even when others haven't because it's based on a proven psychotherapeutic framework called Internal Family Systems, or IFS. By the time you leave, you'll have the knowledge and tools to not only heal your relationship with those harsh inner voices, but to turn them into your strongest allies now and for the rest of your life. So join us to discover how to put an end to those negative voices that have held you back from your biggest dreams and desires. So you can live into the full potential you know is possible for you in both your business and in your life. You can learn more and join us inside the Inner Critic Cure at programs-saravonstover.com forward slash immersion. That's programs-saravonstover.com forward slash immersion. I'd love to see you there. Hello, sisters. Welcome to She Talks, a space for you to come home to your inner wisdom, which I call your she. I'm Sarah Von Stover a teacher of feminine spirituality and empowerment, best-selling author, and founder of The Way of the Happy Woman. Over the next week, I'll publish a couple of seasonal episodes, each sharing some feminine wisdom meant to inspire and educate you in a fun and portable way during all of your summer excursions to the beach, on a hike, at the gym, or my favorite here in Colorado, by the pool. I'm sharing these episodes in celebration of our upcoming She Yoga and Meditation Teacher Training, which is open for early registration right now. And this week-long training and practice intensive in women's yin and flow yoga, Buddhist meditation, and She Dharma helps women to deepen their own practice and then go on to teach and inspire the women in their own communities. And yes, we'll have plenty of pool time there too. So throughout this week-long program on the tropical island of my old homeland, Koh Samui, Thailand, I'll offer intimate, personalized attention to each woman who joins us, teaching the very women's yoga and meditation practices that have inspired and transformed me and the lives of thousands of women around the world over the past 20 years. Plus, if you join us before July 21st, you'll receive a $500 early bird discount as well as the chance to sign up with a six-month payment plan. It's pretty cool. So if you're curious and want to learn more, you can visit sheyogatraining.com. And for now, pull up a chaise lounge, soak up the view, feel the sun on your skin, and enjoy. Enjoy.
Hello, beautiful women. It is a steamy, steamy afternoon here in Boulder, Colorado. My air conditioner is running full tilt as it has for the past weeks. And I'm not sure how it ended up being the middle of July already, but here in Colorado at this time of year, it's when things start to get really dry and brown and quite crispy. So <laughs> amidst my, my stickiness here, I am really looking forward to sharing today's conversation with you. It's a conversation that I haven't brought to our podcast before. It's a conversation with two women who are part of our community. And both of these women are up to really cool things in the world in the realms of women's spirituality and empowerment. So I'm excited for you to learn about them and what they're doing. And they both recently joined the She Yoga and Meditation Teacher Training that took place this past April in Calistoga, California. So I'm talking with these women about their experiences at that training and how their experience has helped them as women and also in their work, in their businesses. So the first woman is just a longtime contributor to our community, uh, Jennifer Rassiopi. And I love Jen's work. You know, we've connected professionally for years. She was a guest teacher in my course, Reversing Our Curse, about healing our cycles and we've also done fun things together, like we've gone to a Sting concert and a Beyonce concert, and she invited me to New York City to teach a retreat for her community. And she's an all-around awesome woman. She's also a kick-ass astrologer, a holistic health counselor, a success coach, a Duke-certified integrative health coach who blends her expertise in business, positive psychology, and women's health to coach high-achieving women reach their next level of success. And she specializes in lunar logic, which integrates the deep wisdom of both science and astrology, helping women build a foundation of resilience, step into their authentic leadership, and stay faithful to their dreams. And I absolutely adore Jen's motto, which is success isn't a rhythm. Sorry, I got that backwards. Success isn't a race, it's a rhythm. Very cool. And that's exactly what we're all about here at The Way of the Happy Woman as well. So you can learn more about Jen on her website, jenniferrasiopi.com. And the link to that is in the show notes. Encourage you to check her out, especially her Instagram account. She shares really insightful and interesting updates about what's going on with this lunar astrology for us as women. So Jen's here to share about her experience in the training. It was great to have her there. And we also have Michelle Long. And I just recently met Michelle, and I'm getting ready to teach at her retreat center in the Bay Area in California later this month. And Michelle is the founder of The Practice, which is a feminine yoga and spiritual practice based on connection and sisterhood. She's also the founder of Bloom Retreat, a yoga studio and wholeness center just for women in the San Francisco Bay Area. And she's been teaching yoga since 2003, 
has a master's degree in holistic health education, and has served and taught thousands of women in her studio since 2012. She's a wife and a mother who has lived through her share of hardships, which shape her teaching philosophy for women. And her intention is to build communities of women where they are safe to unravel and show up just as they are, perfectly imperfect. All right, so it's a rich conversation. As you can tell, these women are really up to some cool things in the world. And I'm excited to share with you what we uncovered as we spoke together. So enjoy. All right. Hello, beautiful women, and welcome to this roundtable discussion that we're having, like a virtual virtual tea date with two women that I really admire and appreciate on different coasts, and you'll be hearing from them in a moment. But I've never done something like this where I've spoken live and had a conversation with women who participated in one of my trainings or retreats, and I'm just looking forward to this conversation and having more of a way for those of you who haven't joined me for a retreat to learn more about it and to really hear from the kinds of women who participate in them. So, Jan and Michelle, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) As you both know, we always (laughs) start our gatherings um, with a with a check in and checking in with these these different dimensions of ourselves, our bodies, our hearts, and our minds. And I would love for each of us to take some moments to share where we are in the world and how we're doing at those different dimensions. So, Jen, do you want to start us out? Sure. Yeah, checking in with my body. My body's doing well. It's a little sore. I did um, a really wonderful uh, Pilates um, uh, class yesterday, so I'm just taking it easy today, uh, doing some recovery. And I think that that is a metaphor for my life and my heart right now, which is it's very full and it's very worked. Um, but in a positive way, in a resilient way, in a way that feels good. Um, and my mind is excited to engage in this conversation with you ladies. Um, it was so fun being mm-hmm. in Calistoga with you guys and at this training. So it's it's really a joy to have this chance to chat about it. Thank you, John. And I would say spiritually I'm I'm pretty uh available too. Hmm. Sorry, I cut you off there. Is there, mm-hmm. any, is there okay. anything else you want to add, Jen? No, no. Hmm. I'm not used to doing these calls with, with three people. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a different kind mm-hmm. of a, <laughs> a rhythm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Michelle. Yeah, I'm in Walnut Creek right now, which is in the San Francisco Bay Area, East Bay. And it's really hot here. It's been in the hundreds the past few days, and it's like a dry, hot heat. 
So my body's feeling kind of done with that. I've been trying to get in the pool and just uh, feel water and anything I can to kind of bring down the heat that I'm feeling. Um, My heart also feels really full. I'm working on a lot of um, passion projects right now that feel so fulfilling and aligned with my highest, my highest good and my soul. So that all feels really good. Um, but my mind feels like it needs more space. It's like that fullness brings a bit of, uh, restlessness just because there's so much happening that I'm constantly really trying to figure out how to create more space and stay grounded in all of the motion and movement. Um, but overall I'm feeling really good and I'm honored to be here with you, Sarah and Jen and and tap back into the feeling that I experienced in Calistoga and share that with more women. Thank you, Michelle. And this is Sarah, and my body is a little sweaty right now. It's very hot here in Boulder, Colorado, very hot and dry. And I went to, I really gotten into spinning classes these past couple of months. And there's a particular teacher on Monday mornings that I really like. And she does pretty intense rides, but she's just very inspirational. And I just wrote a blog post about her last week called Push, Push, Push. And so I did a class with her this morning. And it's just a great way to start the week. It puts me in a really good mood. And, yeah, my heart is feeling happy and expansive. I also have some like, new projects just in their kind of seed stages that I feel really excited about. And my heart also feels warm to be connecting with both of you here. And my mind is... I don't know. It's just a really full week. So I'm getting ready to to go on vacation and to travel and teach for a week. So there's always a lot to do at home before I go away. And so my, my mind is just making sure that there's a little slot of time to do all those different different things. Okay. So we'll we'll dive in and I know that you each felt called to join the She Yoga and Meditation Teacher Training that happened in Calistoga, California this past April. And I'm wondering, what was that particular calling or longing that led you to find, to finally register? Because it can be, it's a big investment of money and time and energy. And it takes a leap, you know, to, to feel a calling and then to actually go through and and to say, yes, I'm going to do this. So, Jen, do you want to start? And just as for all of us, before we speak, let's say our name so that we can all just keep track yeah. of, of who's, who's speaking. <laughs> sure, I'll jump in. So this is Jen. And I didn't say it, but I'm on the East Coast. On upstate New York, 
Um, and you know, when I saw your beautiful offering, um, last summer, Sarah, when you launched it, it actually didn't take me very long to decide that I was going to do it. it was, I think it was like, I read, I read the whole page and I got to the bottom of it and I was like, Ooh, I need to be there. Um, and then of course it maybe took me like another week to like sit with it. And then, you know, obviously sign up was a, was the next step. But I think instinctively I already knew that I was meant to be there. And then maybe my ego took about a week to make sure that I could afford <laughs> it and it made sense and all those things. But, um, my heart decided just reading the, the description, um, and it, it decided uh, because it was what I needed, you know, it was, it was pretty, pretty, um, easy to choose it given that, um, my heart and my body was longing for an experience of yoga and, um, and conscious community in the way that you put it together. I, I would say for me, I'm not a practicing yoga teacher. It's not how I make my money. It's not how I spend my time. And actually, as a matter of fact, when I signed up for the class, I wasn't even a practicing yogini. I had taken a massive step back from my practice. While my practice was a fundamental part of my life for a decade plus, um, I had taken a sabbatical from practicing for health reasons and um, uh, just other explorations. So, you know, as a non-yoga teacher, um, it was curious as to signing up for a yoga teacher training, but um, but I just knew in my heart that I was going to get a transmission that was necessary for me for me to receive at that particular time. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. What did you feel like you needed mm-hmm. at that particular time? What was it that your heart was saying, like, yes, I need this? You know, I mean, as you so eloquently say, there are many different reasons for yoga. Um, Sometimes yoga is for healing. Sometimes yoga is for fitness. And sometimes yoga is for self-realization. And um, I needed all three. I needed a practice that was going to help me feel stronger physically. I needed to change my practice um, so it became my medicine rather than my routine. And always on the path, um, I needed to meet myself and greet myself uh, and create space for her to come in um, to serve the end of just knowing myself. And I think that um, she... Uh, yoga teacher training and meditation meditation training is crafted to be that, to be um, a physical experience, an emotional experience, a medicinal experience, um, but ultimately one that is integrated into a deeper awareness and expansion of self. Mm. Thank you, Jen. Mm-hmm. How about you, Michelle? What, what was the calling or the longing that led you to say yes? Yeah. Um, I remember last summer, it was like this time, or early August. No, it was late August, actually, because I was on vacation and I was reading your the book of She. 
and um, reading it, just finally I felt like somebody was speaking my language, like I was just resonating so much with your book and your words and your intention for your teachings, and um, that I immediately knew, well, I knew I needed to somehow connect more with you and your teachings, and so I went to your website, and immediately the training popped up but it said on the bottom that it was sold out and I had read through the copy and I was like, Oh my God, more, 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 please. And, um, something in me told me just to reach out to you guys anyways, even though it said it was sold out and I got an email back a few days later saying, um, that there was in fact a spot and that I could jump in. And so like Jen, it was more of, um, it was just like an intuition and trust that I needed to be there. It wasn't, there wasn't a lot of um, thought beyond that. Just, it was like green light. Yes. Um, And then my ego jumped in there too and tried to talk me out of it a little bit, but there was a a deeper sense of knowing that I needed to be there. Um, And I think my longing is and has been for a long time. And that's part of what, the training, the gift the training gave me is I own uh, a women-only yoga studio in the Bay Area, and I've been teaching only to women for many years now, Um, but there's just not many women teachers speaking directly to women, and I've felt a lot of frustration over the past several years because, you know, like 90% of uh, yoga practitioners are women, yet we're not trained to actually speak to the woman and and fully understand who she is and what she's going through. Um, and so it was just so refreshing to find somebody that was speaking to the woman, to, speaking to me, um, and then gave me that, that liberty to go deeper into what it is I'm doing with my women. Um, and so I think my longing was just wanting to be around a community and a thought leader like you, Sarah, who is, again, speaking to the woman through the yoga language. Mm. Thank you. And I love how you both represent these kind of different poles. Like, Jen, you're not a yoga teacher, but you, you serve women in a very deep way. And Michelle, you, you do use the medium of yoga as your means of, of working with women. And you also, mm. you know, are offering a beautiful service as well. So, and I found in my own life, and I've also witnessed this in the women that I work with, that our journey really starts when we register for the program or the retreat. And so it's not just what happens during the week that we're there, but everything that kind of set, comes into motion from the time that we commit. And I'm wondering if from the time that you mm-hmm. joined last summer until the training in April, and it's like a nine-month gap, what was the journey like for you during those months? Whoever feels called to share first can just Chime in. This is Jen. 
Um, you know, I agree that whenever we sign up for a retreat or a workshop, that the journey begins the moment that we say yes. Um, and, you know, I mean, I found everything about being at the SHE yoga teacher training um, to be very nurturing. And I, I would say that, you know, it's hard to say that the nine months before this retreat um were, you know, just one note. They weren't their range, right? Um, and knowing that I had that in the future on my calendar definitely gave me this point of focus, almost like a Dristy in and of itself, something to look towards, mm-hmm. a point of culmination. I also um, really appreciated the simplicity of of um, um, knowing that there was this destination, something I was moving towards, point of culmination, a point of reflection um, to be building with. And then even like just quite practically, um, the payment plans were super, you know, easy, knowing that we were going to consistently pay one sum till then. I don't know, it just felt organized in that way over on a personal standpoint. But I would say on a deeper emotional, psychological plane, I had um, gotten right before I signed up for this, maybe three months before I signed up for this, I had had a serious osteoporosis diagnosis that riveted me because I was in a really long um, forward bending posture doing a yin practice on my own. And I stood up and my back just wasn't okay and it hadn't been for a few weeks after that and then I realized that I could no longer do these long forward bending poses because they were contraindicated to osteoporosis which for me is a side effect side effect of um, menopause which is a side effect of having had gynecological cancer much earlier in my life and so I was really in a place of dishevelment, to be totally honest because my yoga practice which was my medicine had now become this thing that was um, not so easy for me to understand how to practice. So knowing that I had signed up for this, I felt like, okay, I had taken a big step in the direction of my self-care and a big step in the direction of me figuring out what my practice was going to be and where my practice was heading. And um, and so I, I, I do want to say that there was like a sense of peace of mind just about the whole thing, even though obviously nine months leading up to it weren't in totality, just peaceful, but having made the choice, I felt anchored and rooted for sure. Mm. Mm. Thanks, Shen. How about you, Michelle? Yeah, I'm really sitting with that question, and I think for me it was more subtle, like there, um, in my saying yes, which was like an intuitive yes, I, I really hadn't followed you much before at all so there wasn't a lot for me to go by except your book which was amazing and the copy on the website and so it was just like full surrender to a larger um calling to be there and there was something telling me that there was a gift there for me and I remember thinking to myself well I'll get clarity after that (laughs) like there will be clarity Mm -hmm. after that I don't even know what that that was. You know, I mean, I didn't know at the time what that was, but there was a sense that something was coming that I would get there. And so it was more, 
you're kind of like what Jen's saying, having that drifty, like that was there and I knew something would come and it did. Um, so it was more mm-hmm. subtle and, and reassuring mm-hmm. knowing it was there waiting for me. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I wanted to talk about and Michelle will just stay with you is that the next question is what do you all mm-hmm. feel like were some of the biggest shifts? Once you were there and you participated in the training, the biggest shift you experienced as a result of being in it. And Michelle, you're saying that, mm-hmm. you know, you felt like something was going to happen. What, what was it that happened for you? Yeah, I think I've been on my own personal journey for a lot of years now. Like I said, owning a women's only yoga studio and, and, and being in a unique position to teach just women and, and what's happened for me and my experience here is that women started to reveal to me how they needed to be taught and what they needed to be taught. And it came through me and was revealed to me. And um, But it was things I have never been taught before in my past teacher trainings or spiritual teachers where the lineages were much, they were masculine, they were male. And for several years, I was kind of like wrestling with myself, like this can't be yoga or this this can't be right. Like that was a big thing, like, or that I don't have the permission to talk about yoga in a different way or speak to this from a different place. Um, and so just in my own personal unraveling in my own career and teaching um, the gift that I I got several gifts, but one of them really being reflected back was there is a huge community of women who want this work. And there's people like you, Sarah, who are really holding that, the, the torch and guiding the way for us to open to a different way of of doing yoga, of living, and of of leading, really. And so it was validating for me that I'm okay. What I'm doing is okay. I'm not, you know, um, because I hadn't been taught in this way, if that makes sense. Um, so it was validating, and um, I found my own permission there to really just dive so much deeper into what I already know to be true for myself. And there was something there about being quiet, which was so important. The essential silence that you offer there um, was a huge gift for me to just drop in to my own space. And I struggled with that the first couple of days. I think I remember you, Sarah, saying, like, you're going to fight this. You're not going to like it at the beginning. You're going to there will be one point in the week where you're going to like shit's going to hit the fan and you're not going to want to be here or something to that regard. And. I think it happened for me like on the second day and I was like, oh, screw this. <laughs> like, I don't want to be here. What is this? I don't want to do it. And as soon as I released that and just dropped into myself and that quiet space out there, just like everything started to shift for me. It was just like light bulbs went off and I could hear my own voice and I could feel myself again. That combined with the reflection I was getting back from you and the community of women. Um, was just a huge opening for me. Mm-hmm. And Michelle, you spoke to, you know, women's women 
in, in owning your, your studio, women have started to speak to you about what mm-hmm. they needed, how they wanted to be taught, um, and that you started offering things that you hadn't been taught. Like, can you name what some of those yeah. qualities are? Um, yeah, like, for one thing, I spent a long time, like, just asking questions about who these women are and creating a language the way I teach to meet them. Like in yoga, there we don't actually speak a lot or we're not given the language to talk to the woman and her unique experiences. I think you even said at some point, like talking about breasts in class, like we don't in a typical class, um, have the liberty or permission to to go there to these other places um so really finding that language and um just coming from like a softer more feminine place not so rigid um but more open and intuitive and inviting Mm. that makes sense and really from a place of connection and sisterhood and that like we're all in this together Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. And how was it for you being um, in a group of women and also holding this essential silence, like being part of a community but being silent within the community? Yeah. Uh, Jen and I were partners many times, I think, right, Jen? (laughs) If anything. Um, Yep. (laughs) I loved it. And I think I said at the end when we could finally talk again, that uh, the connection was profound with other women, even though we weren't talking. It was like I felt like I knew deeply so many of the women in the room, even though we didn't, like, have chit-chat or the normal conversations that we would have. It felt deeper. So there was definitely magic that happened in the silence, and connection can happen so deeply just being present with each other and that space it was really magical in that way and I loved it also because I'm actually really introverted and so I I need quiet and it was so refreshing for me to be at a a training or retreat where that was built in and I didn't have to feel the pressures of having to be on and talk all the time and you know social and those things because it's it's as an introvert that can be challenging for me Mm -hmm. Thank you. And Jen, how about for you? We'll start with how it was to be in silence in a community of women. Mm. You know, I mean, I think silence is so under-practiced and so undervalued um, and yet so medicinal uh, a little awkward at first, of course, because everyone wants to, even though we're not talking, make eye contact and smile and reassure one another that we see them and we like them, you know, that um, sort of social nicety of being in community. And when you're not talking, it's like those are, well, then how how do you reflect one another back to one another? And then as the week goes on, you know, it's like we all just take permission. It's like, oh, I don't, I'm not responsible for being your reflection and you're not responsible for being my reflection. And 
I just need to be. I thought it was really interesting, Sarah, when you um, encouraged us to stop writing, to stop writing in our journal, to, you know, like if our if we normally process a lot in our journal, you know, to maybe try something else and just be and have a lot more um, presence and slow down the thoughts rather than indulge the thoughts. And so when you had said that, that's when my like, oh, shit handle got pulled because I was just mm-hmm. like really feeling the journaling. <laughs> I was really into it. And I was like, well, I'm go I'll, I'll give it up, you know? Um, and, and that's when it got awkward for me because I was like, is this productive? I could be journaling. <laughs> you know, my ego really had, had its way there for a hot moment. Um, but to just really settle was and is uh, so hard to do. And I think that that's what makes retreat so special is that it's a practice in settling and, you know, and in, even if the settling is something totally different, like Michelle, I know that you had um, like a lot of strong intuition that came through, like a knowing in a sense of, of needing to process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that silence allows for that and for me it was silence just took me deeper um it took me deeper into a feeling of of uh safety a feeling of security a feeling of, of containment um and trust that everyone else was taken care of you know, by the retreat center and taken care of by themselves and that I, it was okay, you know, for me to just focus on me and my breath and this moment. And as a woman who wears many hats and um, has a full life and a cell phone, that isn't always the easiest thing to do. Um, so I thought it was really precious. Mm. Mm. And Jen, what, in addition to that, what do you feel like were some of the biggest shifts that you experienced um, by, by participating in that? Yeah. So, I mean, I would just say at the top level, high level, um, the silence was part of that. That was just like it was a recalibration of my nervous system that needed to happen. It was almost just like I had like a massive IV of magnesium or something that just was like sedating to my nervous system so that I could do some deeper healing. Um, mm-hmm. through sleep and asana posture and meditation. But, I mean, on a much bigger level, and that's not to say that that's not big, cause it's huge. That alone is worth the cost of admission. Um, but on a metaphysical level, a spiritual level, and a philosophical level, what happened for me is that I redefined what yoga was, you know. Um, and I came up in yoga in a male-dominated lineages, like all of us. And yoga for me meant Ashtanga, where Ashtanga infused vinyasa practices. And while I have been practicing um, more Hatha-based poses as well, and actually my teacher training was in that, just more of a Kapalu-style yoga, um, and I had been practicing Yin yoga, really my uh, my affinity really lied in a more Ashtanga-based style of yoga. Um, and, and I had assumed certain things meant yoga, right? Assumed 
certain ways of practicing meant yoga, um, certain omissions meant yoga. Uh, and this gave me a new definition of what yoga is and how I want to practice it. And um, one being, you know, the, oh my God, the reintegration of my sexuality and my yoga practice has helped me so much. And I think not knowing it, that's when I went, not knowing that that's why I was signing up because there were so many reasons why I signed up, but um, I, I would say my biggest takeaway is knowing how to better relax my vaginal walls and <laughs> relax my whole aura and consequently be way more open sexually um, in, you know, in my marriage, which was always strong to begin with, but really just in my own center. Um, my practice was had always been um, really gripping, I would say, like, really intense, always on the edge of what I was capable of, uh, and and hence made me tight, ironically. Um, and redefining yoga for myself um, through what I would call is like when it, one of the words, the phrases that came through to me was um, in reflection of this practice was this was more like a mystic rebels gathering like you were we were doing yoga but it mm-hmm. was like the feminine rebel version of yoga meaning throw the world mm-hmm. out the window and let's get down to basics like what do our bodies need and opened up to this mystical experience through that and um i've really 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 taken that forward in my own life and in my own practice and uh and coincidentally like just last week practiced with one of my older teachers that was of high influence to me and practiced in my way in her class and she noticed it and she just was like, yeah, that's happening. And it was like, no big deal, you know, like no big deal. It's like yoga still goes on. Um, but my body has a different memory and a different experience and a different practice um, because of this work for sure. Mm-hmm. And so Jenny, you spoke to some of the shifts that you've been experiencing since. Mm-hmm the retreat and how that's impacting your work in the world, uh, the women you are in your home life and and in your home community. And you're talking about this mystic rebels gathering. I love that. <laughs> and <laughs> bringing the sexuality, you know, outside of your marriage and just feeling just less, less constricted in your, in your center. And can you speak more about how some of these things are impacting your work and your life? Yeah. Well, I'm a firm believer that I can take women as far as I've gone, meaning Mm -hmm. I have to live it to my bones. You talked about this as well. Like I have to live it. I have to really live it and understand it. And, um, and so much of my work is, I, I don't know. It's very personal. It's very transpersonal. But my practice becomes the foundation of how I show up. And though that doesn't mean my, you know, my my yang practice and my yin practice necessarily, though that's a part of it. It really just means how I'm cultivating myself. And, um, and so, yeah, so this, this gave me a window into how I was cultivating myself. And ultimately that impacts everything I do. And so as a woman, um, coach and an astrologer. Um, this has been transmitted through my programs with my clients so much. Um, 
certainly the meditation piece um, was understated for me um, prior to this. I would always do meditation after asana. It never even occurred to me to do meditation first. Um, and then if I was really full on meditation, I mean full on asana, I'd skip the meditation. Um, and I'm certainly uh, not the the billboard of a perfect meditator by any means. Um, post the training, I'm still a flawed human. Um, and I think whenever we go take our practice to the next level, there's an up-leveling. And um, this certainly helped me do that. But I think it just comes back to I can take people as far as I've gone. I can understand them to the level I've pushed the boundaries within myself to understand me. And the deeper I have more compassion and understanding for where I'm restricted and holding back, that's more compassion and and understanding I can have for my clients. Um, So it's, while I don't teach yoga, um, I haven't rolled it out. I'm actually considering doing a woman's yoga class um, in the near future. Um, But it's not my calling card in and of itself. Um, It has profoundly supported me as a coach. And I would also say, you know, as someone who's in the helping field, meaning I support other women as part of my main job description, wow, how nice it is to really um, put my own oxygen mask on in this way and give myself some silence and some really, really, really killer training. And I will say that, Sarah, I know you um, uh I had, you know, I'd only taken one of your classes before um, when you came to New York to teach, and I love that. And I know you a little bit socially beyond that, and and yet to be with you in this training for this week, this immersion, um, it's, you know, it's like I saw you in a different way step in and hold this space for us, and I just was personally so humbled um, because your knowledge of yoga. Uh, is, uh, I hate to say impressive because that sounds so, I don't know, patriarchal or like hierarchical. Um, that's not, mm-hmm. that's not where I'm going. And I could surrender into your knowledge and into your practice because it's so thorough and, and with such integrity. And to see you transform as the teacher of this course, um, as all great teachers do and they stand before the room, you know, they step into a different version of of themselves. It was so comforting um, and, and, and helpful in so many ways. Uh, so thank you. Thank you, John. Receiving that. Mm-hmm. And um, Michelle, how about you? No, you're also a mom. And so mm-hmm. how is you know, have these shifts impacted your work with women and also your mothering, your home life? Hmm. Um, well, a big thing that happened out there was that in all of the quiet, um, I just started downloading all of this, like, intuitive information and and basically started writing a book when I was there, which was not expected. I didn't think I was going to write a book. It just started to like come out of me. And um, in all of the meditations, I would have to like stop and write down stuff 
that was coming faster than I could write. And I know we weren't supposed to actually write during meditation, but it was just like moving through me. It was so magical. And um, I left with like the first couple chapters of my book and an entire outline. And so um, that's happening, which is huge. And I'm, uh, immersed in that right now and so that's definitely um calling me to go a lot deeper into my own work and my understanding of myself and and what I'm doing so that was a huge gift and shift um and in terms yeah like it's it really I loved the structure of it how you gave us space to um practice on our own like you would time it so we were all practicing together but on our own and I really carried that practice home I feel like my home practice actually got a lot more solid from that training um which is great and my meditation practice like it really has stayed with me and um yeah, as a mom, I have a almost nine-year-old daughter. She's going to turn nine next month. Um, and I think it's just always for me remind reminding myself the importance to be this model for our girls. That's really where it comes from and shifting the old paradigm and the old teachings that I was given through my mom and and my upbringing of martyrdom and putting myself last, like my mom was the best at that and learned that really well. And so having to reteach myself in order to liberate myself and ultimately, hopefully my daughter from that pattern. Um, But I think the training was also a really good reminder. And again, just that potency of being in a community of women deepening into that work and that conversation together is so impactful and critical and important, especially right now in this time. Um, so all of that, I don't know if I fully answered your question, but it definitely impacted many aspects of my life and my being and my career. Mm. And what do you all most want women who are thinking about joining the training who might have that that intuition, that heart calling, but then the ego is coming in with all of mm. its objections? What do you most want women to know? I'm going to start with Jen. That it's possible, you know. I mean, it's it's really possible to to do this, to have this experience. Um, and I have found that uh, when I'm meant to be somewhere, my my responsibility is to decide um, that I'm going to be there, and then get really curious to see how providence is going to shape up to to support that and happening. Um, and I, I would say use it as an experiment to see how um, our decisions and our choices shape our reality because it would be really easy to choose to not go. And choosing not to go means nothing changes. Um, or maybe things will change just not in the way that they would if you took the training. 
And I think it's curious when we make a decision on behalf of ourselves in such a way um, that may feel a little intimidating to see how life uh, rises to meet you or challenges you from, from following through. You know, after I had signed up, uh, there were, um, my life went on a little bit of a roller coaster in December and forecasting where I was going to be in April felt like, oh my God, am I really going to be able to be, uh, in Northern California for this training? Because it feels like right now, like life is throwing me some curveballs and I don't know where I'm going to be. And like I said, it was my drissy and I just came back to it and I was like, haha, of course I'll be there. <laughs> you know, of course. A life mm-hmm. will, you know, life will, will let me go. Um, but I, I thought it was really interesting to see how life um, made it possible for me to be there because I chose it, because I chose me, because I chose this training. Um, so I would just say to women out there considering play with it, um, our life is, is, is multifaceted and we do have free will, so our choice is a, a huge it's the sail against the wind um and if this is where you want to go raise the sail and let the wind carry you you're really directing that um and to just understand that financial um uh, commitments are are actually some of the um most interesting to manifest um and to allow right to allow the support to be there should it should it be in your highest calling um I think it's an interesting dance to make it a reality, but certainly so doable. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jen. How about you, Michelle? Things you want women to know? Yeah, what's coming up for me is that, um, you know, that's that's the core of the work and your message, I think, Sarah, to like, listen to her right to, to go mm. deep and and peel back the layers so we can hear her and when I got the call to go it was it was her talking to me it was she was telling me to go and so I think if that call is loud if there's that intuition if you're hearing that voice that nudge that it's it's right for you then listen and trust mm-hmm. um, because there's magic in that and and for me that's where all the good stuff happens and and it doesn't come without the ego getting in there and and trying to at least for me talking me out of it and money and all that stuff but at the end of the day what I try to practice falling back to is that initial call that initial feeling of yes Mm. and if that's there then then go Yeah. And you won't regret it. Like, seriously, it was such a good experience. (laughs) Yeah. And in Thailand, which is amazing. Yeah. Thailand is is amazing. Is there anything else that either of you want to share as we close? Mm, I want to echo Jen um, and just... um, Witnessing you, Sarah, I I got a lot from just witnessing you holding space and and leading that retreat, and a lot of respect and admiration for you as a leader, and and just how gracefully 
you held it in this like quiet, compassionate, loving, yet firm place. Um, and I left just feeling like you are such an amazing role model for women to see how we can hold space um, without, at least from where I that it didn't look like you are overextending yourself or giving yourself in a way that was burdening you. You felt really mm-hmm. grounded and anchored in your truth and what you and I just really felt that and witnessed it. So it was it was amazing to watch from that as well. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And that's mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really what it's about. It's about finding our own sweet spot in our practice, in our lives, in our work, where we can just really feel grounded and rooted in ourselves in a way where we can offer what we know and what we love generously without it burning us out and Mm -hmm. without feeling like we need to, like, bend ourselves in a pretzel to be a certain way. For people and right. yeah I want that and I, I think that's that what all. so many women are yeah I think it's what so many of us are struggling with as women and so to to see that mirrored back uh is huge yeah thank you for saying that and I really appreciate you both uh, Sarah Jen yeah yeah Oh, I just wanted to add one other thing. Is that okay? Yeah, please do. The temple practices were so fun. Mm. The gathering mm. and the, you know, they were, that was so unexpected in terms of the layering of the sensuality and the layering of, of just even the term temple practices in and of itself is um intriguing but the to be there in the temple with the women while we're all in this really expanded exalted albeit challenging internal place uh was so fun it was so fun and to have fun as a part of a very serious yoga experience is so divinely feminine mm-hmm. um yeah. and i so took that deeply right as part of the experience that practicing from a divine feminine place is to reclaim our bodies to reclaim our connection to our sensuality to reclaim our connection to our um, affinity to one another in this very safe space and to um, have ritual arts be a part of it I mean how freaking cool that that was one of my awesome. most fun memories was word that as well cool thank mm. you for sharing that yeah it's, it's really embracing the whole spectrum right indeed I love it anything else before we before we bow out okay well, um, thank you both for taking the time and for answering the call and for being there and helping just your presence really mattered in creating such a deep 
nourishing experience for for all of us, myself included. And I just really respect both of you as human beings and as sisters on the path and the work that you're doing in the world. So I'm just here supporting you and grateful grateful for our connection. Mm. You too, Sarah. Grateful and honored to be here and to support you and all the women you'll serve. Thank you. Yeah. And so many blessings to all of you women who are going to be signing up. It's going to be so fun. Oh, my mm. God. Of <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I always find it really helpful to hear from women on their own paths to wisdom. And this kind of authentic sharing lives at the heart of our Shi Yoga and Meditation teacher training. Because women travel to these trainings literally from around the world and afterwards often become good friends for life. Because we witness each woman go through a deep soul transformation. We usually arrive tired and needing rest and an infusion of insight and passion into any or all areas of our lives. And after spending a week in nature, silence with deep practice and sisterhood, we feel a heart bond that keeps us wanting to connect in the months and even years to come. Our next Shi Yoga and Meditation teacher training is open for early registration right now, but just until July 21st. Until then, our early bird discount of $500 and a six-part payment plan is available. And if some of what I shared today inspired you and you'd like support in healing and connecting to yourself, your practice, and your community in a distinctly feminine way, you can learn more at shiyogatraining.com. This is a one-week retreat-like intensive with daily sessions in meditation, yin yoga, women's flow yoga, and women's circle practices. And we cover everything from alignment to subtle energy healing to philosophy to sensuality and sexuality to yoga for all stages of our cycles as women and leading other women through these very practices. Now, on the website I just mentioned, you'll find everything you need to know about the program, including our extensive FAQ and details about the venue and curriculum in Thailand. Plus, you'll hear what dozens and dozens of alumni of all ages and walks of life are saying about this training. Again, you can learn more at shiyogatraining.com. If it feels right for you, I would love to see you on Koh Samui this coming February. Until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support. And as always, thank you so much for being part of our sisterhood. Mm